Welcome to Lesson 6 in the Exploring Jazz Improvisation series. These lessons are presented by Jazz Path Publishing. That is www.jazzpath.com. That's www.jazzpath.com. My name is Brian Kane, and I'm the author of the book Constructing Melodic Jazz Improvisation. All the lessons in this podcast series are exerted from the book Constructing Melodic Jazz Improvisation, and I hope if you like the topics that we talk about in these lessons, you'll take the time to check out the book. On that note, I'd like to welcome and inform you about some of our new retail partners from Jazzpath Publishing. Uh, first of all, we'd like to welcome Jamie Abersall Jazz, probably the largest dealer of jazz materials in the world, um, who now stocks all of our product line. Um, and I'd especially like to thank Matt Eve, the president of Jamie Abersall Jazz, for the kind words that he had to say about our approach and my approach to teaching beginners jazz improvisation. I'd also like to announce that all JazzPath products are now available at music and arts centers in the United States as well. Music and arts centers has 68 stores throughout the country. Um, even though the books may not be in stock at your local retail location, they can order any of our products for you. So please support our local retailers. You can find a list of them at uh, www.jazzpath.com. Um, and I hope you will take the time to check out the book. The topic that we're going to discuss today in this broadcast is developing melodic solos. Beginning musicians often don't consciously think about how they're going to develop solos. They're usually far too worried about playing the right notes and keeping in time. But if you do take the time to think about how you'll develop a solo, you will find that your solos dramatically improve. There are basically two ways to develop a solo. You can increase in intensity or you could decrease in intensity. Beginning musicians should really preconceive what they're going to do during a solo. They should know if they're going to increase for a chorus and decrease for a chorus, or if they're going to just increase or decrease. They need to have a plan in their solo before they begin to play. That way they can measure their ability to execute their plan and to use the tools for increasing and decreasing intensity. So how do musicians increase in intensity during an improvised solo? Well, there are seven main ways that this can happen. The first is by playing in increasingly higher registers. Um, gradually increasing range to play in higher registers builds tension for listeners and builds intensities during a solo. The second way is by increasing and playing with faster speed. Technique and speed can build tension and intensity in a solo, and it can communicate really aggressive um, and intense emotions to listeners. The third way that you can build intensity is by sustaining notes. Holding out notes for long periods of time can increase uh, tension and because it defies the expectations of listeners. When you hold out a note, the audience or the listeners always think they know when the note is going to end. And every time you hold it out longer than they expect it to be held, the intensity increases for them. Um, so it's great to defy listeners' expectations. The fourth way you can build intensity is by phrasing in an unexpected way. Phrasing solos in an unexpected way increases intensity felt by listeners because listeners intuitively expect phrases to be of certain length and of certain melodic rhythm. Um, if you alter the placement and phrasing of a phrase, it can be unexpected and really interesting and a surprise for listeners. We'll talk about this technique a lot more in a future podcast. The fifth way um, you can increase intensity is by increasing your volume. Um, by playing louder, it obviously creates the amount of, increases the amount of tension that listeners feel. Um, and particularly if you can combine phrases that are both loud and soft, um, your listeners will find your solo both engaging and intuitively understandable. The sixth way you can increase intensity during a solo is by using repetition. Repetition reinforces improvisational ideas to listeners. And the more you continually reinforce an idea, the more intensity is going to build. It's like using your voice and telling someone to say, no, go away. No, go away. No, go away. Um, the more you say it, the more intensity builds for listeners, and the same thing applies in music.
The seventh and last way you can build intensity during a solo is by adding harmonic tension. Um, harmonic tension is obviously what most books about jazz uh, talk about, that playing notes that don't sound good followed by notes that uh, do sound good creates a tension and release, um, and it can be a great way to play. We're not going to talk about this too much. Pretty much every other book in the world talks about that. So we're going to focus on the first six ways um, to build intensity during a solo in this lesson. Now, conversely, it's also important for improvisers to understand how to decrease intensity during a solo. If you're playing a very intense solo, you can't just stay there the whole time. If you do, it becomes boring and predictable for listeners. So here's what you can do. There are five ways you can decrease intensity during a solo. The first is by gradually playing in lower registers, gradually decreasing range, lowers intensity, um, and it can create an audible decline in intensity for listeners. The second way is by playing simple phrases. Phrases that are less technical and less rhythmic um, create an audible decline in intensity for listeners because they can kind of anticipate what you're going to do. The third way to decrease intensity is by phrasing in an expected way. If you play simple phrases that happen when listeners expect them to happen and consist of notes that listeners expect to hear, intensity is going to decrease. The fourth way is by playing softer. If you play at a softer volume, obviously you're going to sound a little bit less intense. So you can control intensity just by playing louder and softer. And I highly encourage beginners to do this during their solos. Try to make your solo sound like a human voice. If you're yelling at someone, it's going to be intense. If you're whispering, it's going to be less intense. And the fifth way is by effectively using space. If you leave significant amounts of space within your solo, long periods of rest, it's going to um, diminish intensity of the solo. It's also a nice break for listeners. It's a great thing to try to do. Remember, when you're improvising, you don't have to fill up every single second of solo with notes. Sometimes space can be a great tool to engage listeners. So in the following exercise, you're going to hear a two-chorus blues solo um, that, again, just uses the blues scale for demonstration purposes that builds intensity and then diminishes intensity within a quick two-chorus solo. Um, it's a great technique to try. Here's what's going to happen. The first four bars are going to be in the lower register of an instrument. The, middle, the next four bars will be in the middle, and the, the third four bars of the first chorus will be in the upper register of an instrument. At the beginning of the second chorus, the soloist is going to take a note, a high note, and they're going to hold it out. They're going to hold it out for four bars, and this really is the high point of the solo. It's going to build a lot of intensity. And from that point on, the improviser is going to play the next phrase that's a little bit lower than that. And then the final phrase that they play in the final four bars of the second chorus of blues is going to be a really short, low idea that gets repeated. Um, and I think this solo has a wonderful arc to it. It's going to build up and then come right back down again. Um, the person playing the solo is Trent Austin on trumpet. And you can check out Trent at www.trentaustin.com. He's a great friend and a great trumpet player.
hope you could hear the distinctive shape of that solo. I mean, it was clearly an arc. He starts low, moves up to the high note, holds it out for a long time, and then settles it right back down, all in the course of a two-course blues solo. Now, he did this for demonstration purposes, of course. Normally, an improviser wouldn't just be playing two choruses. You might extend this technique to go for four or eight choruses, so you can really gradually build up and really gradually come back down again. Regardless, it's a great technique to use, and it only used two of the ways that we talked about to build intensity during a solo. It only used gradually increasing range and holding out notes. You have many other ways to practice building intensity as well. The important part is, as a beginner or intermediate level player, you should have a preconceived plan about how you're going to execute that within a solo, and that's going to be your challenge to practice. So when you're practicing using the free play along that's attached at the end of this podcast, you want to control your solo so that you can build intensity over several choruses and diminish intensity over several choruses, trying to create arcs for your solo. Then other technique that would be really helpful is if you were to just simply draw the shape that you would like your solo to take, and then while you're improvising, see if you can execute that shape throughout a solo. You could try it over a two-chorus solo, a four-chorus solo, a ten-chorus solo, as long as you like. So I hope this is giving you something to think about when you're practicing your improvisation over the next month or so. Uh, It's a great technique to use. If you'd like to learn more about it, of course, check out the book. It's just in so much greater detail in the book. It's really hard to talk about it in a 10-minute lesson and and convey all the information that's there. Um, I also wanted to thank everyone who sent me emails um, over the last couple of weeks and months, uh, particularly my friends in Europe. Um, About 3,000 people have started downloading this podcast, which I really appreciate, and and I've heard it's helpful. So if if there's anything you'd like from me, please feel free to send me an email. My email address is bkanebkane at jazzpath.com, and I do try to answer any and all questions. Plus, if the questions are, are uh, redundant, I will address them in a future podcast, and maybe they'll help out some other people. Also, I hope everyone who's listening will refer this podcast to other people. I'd love to have more people listening to it. I'd love to have more students listening to it in particular in many parts of the country people can't find anyone to teach them how to improvise at a beginner and intermediate level and hopefully I'll be able to create a resource here that will help people and it will always be free. Uh, Anyway, so I hope you enjoy the free play along that uh, is attached at the end of this. Um, Thanks to Jazz Path Publishing um, and I hope that you will check out the book in the future. Uh, I'll have another podcast posted in around 30 days or so. Uh, Until that time, I hope you enjoy the playing.